I'm not going to bother with a recap this time. Go watch the other two parts. I have a lot of ground to cover in the last 25 minutes. I don't have time to backtrack. Sadly, I do have time for this. A ridiculous scene involving the Dinobots looking for Cup and Hot Rod, and bickering about beryllium bologna and cesium salami. I will say, though, in general, that I was in favor of this move, of turning the Dinobots into stupid comic relief instead of the escape hatch every time the Autobots get into something over their heads. And I'm still in favor of it. Stupid people interacting with less stupid people is the cornerstone of modern comedy. And it works for me. One thing that works a bit less, however, is this guy. His name is Wheelie. He speaks only in rhymes. He's moderately irritating in the movie, but just wait till we get to season three. You'll pray for a little time with Blur instead. Or, given enough time, you'll pray for death. Wheelie joins forces with the Dinobots and points them in the direction of their imprisoned friends. Meanwhile in space, Unicron bitch slaps Galvatron for falling for the old destroy most of the ship to escape trick. Dude, it's not his fault. It's not a cliche yet. Then he points him to the planet of junk. Which is not a nickname, but apparently the actual name of the planet. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, our planet is called Earth, and it's made of Earth, right? Anyway, so Galvatron and his guys attack, destroying what was left of the shuttle, blowing the utterly useless Ultra Magnus to pieces and taking the Matrix of Leadership. And since this is just a rebuilt version of Megatron, after all, he plans to exploit Unicron's fear of the thing and make him his slave. Of course he does. Back on the other planet, Cup and Hot Rod are being sentenced to death in the Sharktacon pit. They look more like Frogtacons with pointy teeth to me, but okay, fine. Sharktacons. They're dropped in and put up a good fight, but they're overwhelmed by the sheer number of shark to frogs. Fortunately, Grimlock and his idiot commandos burst in and save the day. And I really love this little exchange here. Shark to cons, execute them! <laughs> Me, Grimlock, say execute them! I think the problems on this planet will be solved very shortly. Wheelie points them to this wacky corkscrew spaceship to help them escape, and they're off. Back on the planet of junk, the Autobots are sad because two leaders in a row have been useless idiots, and also the Matrix of Leadership, which has only existed for about 15 minutes, is gone. And to make matters even worse, now they're being attacked by the indigenous bots of this planet, the Junkions. Okay, here's the thing about these guys. They live on a planet made of trash, and they speak entirely in quotes from Earth TV. I think this is actually a really cool idea, the whole aliens receiving our broadcast signals thing, and I think they do a pretty decent job of it here. Unfortunately, they cast Eric Idle of Monty Python as the leader of the Junkions, forcing him to say a bunch of crap that makes no sense. Have a nice day, and please close cover before striking, friends! I mean, you had a member of the greatest comedy troupe in history. You could have done so much with him, and you made him say, that? a waste of potential. Oh, and during the battle, Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid plays on the soundtrack. As a huge Weird Al fan, even back then, I apparently embarrassed my 11-year-old friends in the theater by pumping my fist in the air like a dork upon hearing this song. And admittedly, it was a bit of a dorky thing to do, but come on! We're at the Transformers movie! Are you gonna tell me I was acting like too much of a nerd at the Transformers movie? Anyway, the Autobots get stomped down even further by the Junkions, but Hot Rod and the rest show up in the nick of time, again and save the day with that universal greeting thing from before. Then the Junkions agree to help for some reason, and they reveal that their entire planet is one big ship. Which is pretty cool. Even cooler, though, is the fact that Unicron is a big robot. This may seem painfully obvious to you now, but it surprised the hell out of me, even back then. Sentient Planet was a whole separate idea from Giant Robot in my mind. So, nice surprise. And for some reason he has a beard and wears a Viking helmet. Hey, whatever, man. You're the guy who made Citizen Kane. You can do whatever you want as far as I'm concerned. 
Unicron's had enough of Galatron's treacherous crap, so he eats him and then swims over to Cybertron. The Autobots show up and another battle happens. And very quickly, most everyone ends up in Unicron's stomach. Or some other part of his interior, all of which is guarded by really cool monsters and spikes and acid and stuff. Just like the insides of the real Orson Welles. Everyone gets separated. Daniel stumbles upon this cool acid pit thing where Unicron's survivors are dropped in and manages to rescue his dad and some of the other Autobots. The others fight the kooky defense mechanisms, and Hot Rod faces down Galvatron, opens the Matrix, and is transformed into... You got the Arise, Rodimus Prime. Wait, are you kidding me? Rodimus Prime? Okay, that's the new worst Transformers name ever. But still, we have our standard Star Wars payoff as the brash young kid is rewarded with great power and defeats the overwhelming evil with his magic. I just wish his name wasn't, you know, Rodimus Prime. So the Matrix destroys Unicron and apparently removes all the Decepticons from Cybertron, or maybe we skipped a part. And that's it. Oh, and Unicron's head is still ominously orbiting Cybertron. Dun dun dun! Oh, two more quick points. For a toy commercial, it's pretty amazing that there were no toys of Unicron, RC, and any of the Junkions except their leader. Spike and Daniel in their exosuits. But half the characters in the damn movie, really. Second, you see all these guys in the crowd here? You see the Dinobots, Jazz, Bumblebee, Cliffjumper? Next time somebody says, the movie just killed off every character I cared about from seasons 1 and 2, have them take a long look at this shot here. At least half those characters have been around since season 1 or 2. They aren't all dead by a long shot. So shut up, alright? Doesn't this remind you of anything, Cup? Nope. Never seen anything like this before. 